We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is August 25th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's up, bro? How are you? I'm great. I uh, We are a few days away from college football kickoff. We are a few days from my birthday. Once again, everybody, get excited about that. I will be the big 2-6. So, you know, that's that's it. I just wanted you know, to kind of... Uh, this is coming out on the 25th. You know what today is? Your birthday. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Luke. Yeah, yeah. it's my birthday. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for remembering. Yeah, I hey, appreciate that. Bro. Hey, listen, you you put yours out there. I put mine out there. That's how, you know, I I just didn't know. You know, I was, well, I did know. I knew it was coming up and it was before mine. So there's that. First person that wished me a happy early birthday, Manny. Shout out our boy, Gi Wu Emmanuel. How did, how did he know? Cares about me. I don't know. Shut up. But how know. does he actually know? I really him? don't know. Um, I really have no idea because Facebook friends? when he texts me, it wasn't even the 25th in Australia yet because they're 14 hours ahead of us and uh-huh. we're recording this just after 8 o'clock on Wednesday. So right. it's not quite Thursday. I don't know how he remembered that, but he did. And, you know, very nice. Very, very nice fella, that that Manny. We, we appreciate everything that he does. It definitely is Thursday there right now. I'm so stupid. Yeah, it is Thursday. <laughs> it definitely is Thursday there. So are you this guys Facebook episode, friends? We are off and cooking. We are Facebook friends. That's got to be it. That's got to be. All so right. Yeah. It's what? It's like 10 o'clock in the morning there right now. Yes, it is. On the 25th, on Thursday. Yeah, it's your birthday over there. Yeah. Mm. It is my birthday over there. All right, there we go. Well, the good thing is this is going to come out tomorrow. So people are like, wait, wait, what, what about the time? They, they might not line it up. And then when they hear this, they're like, wow. Jonathan is a, is legitimately a moron. So yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, in other exciting news, me and Kevin have our tickets booked for the Atlanta Hawks game, the second game of the season. Obviously, everyone knows we are starting on the road. 
October 19th in Detroit, and then the 21st, Kevin and I will be in Atlanta. Then I get to fly home the next morning. My wife's going to pick me up from the airport, and then we're heading to Orlando for the home opener. You know, so that's for your be pretty for exciting. y'all's sake, and this is not coming from a place of saltiness on my end. Uh, oh, sure. I I hope the Magic can win one. You know, I hope you don't see two L's. You know what I mean? That's just <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, before uh, so we're we're starting this kind of like series, I guess, over the course of the next few weeks, where we're gonna break down each position group on the Orlando Magic and kind of what we expect it to look like next season. This week, we're going to start with centers. Next, The next episode, we'll do forwards, and the, the last of the three will be the guards. We're going to start uh, with the centers today. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. Um, but we do have a little bit of Orlando Magic news in this past week. Um, Franz Wagner had two games last week with the German national team where they played against the Czech Republic, and then they played against Serbia in the Super Cup final. In the game against the Czech Republic, Germany won 56-44. Our boy Franz Wagner, um, what was that, 15 points? Um, no, that, that, that was at the half, sorry. 26 points, 9 of 16 <laughs> from the floor, 3 of 5 from the three-point line, and they won 101-90, to 90, uh, Germany did over the Czech Republic. Then the next day, weren't quite as lucky as they went up against Nikola Jokic and Serbia. Um, they really just dominated Germany in the Super Cup final, which is really like this friendly kind of tune-up tournament before a FIBA Eurobasket starts. Uh, essentially a week from today when you guys are listening to this, um, the Eurobasket starts on Thursday, September 1st, so be on the lookout for that. We'll probably do a little bit of a preview on uh, Monday's episode that that's going to come out. We'll do like a little preview of, um, you know, Germany and, and the schedule that they have, but uh, Serbia won 83 to 56. I had some difficult, uh, a difficult time finding like a box score for this game, but Franz was held to five points in this game. It was a back-to-back, no Dennis Schroeder, no Daniel Tice for Germany. And they just went up against, you know, the back-to-back reigning MVP in Jokic and the Serbian squad and they got smoked. So I was I was on a cruise, obviously. If you guys are watching on YouTube, like like I came back kind of tan, right, Luke? Like rate the tan yeah. one to Evan Fournier coming back from the all-star break. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, that it's tough yeah. to reach those levels. So I, I feel like if that's where the max is, you're you're like a a, a four, three. A four? All right, I'll take that. It was just a few days of uh, chilling, you know, relaxing in the sun. It was a nice time. Went to uh, Bimini in the in the Bahamas. Uh, Dan Savage, you know, of Orlando Magic fame, he messaged me a couple of days ago. I had posted some photos to Instagram. He's like, "Are you still in Bimini?" And I'm like, "Dude, if you tell me that I just missed you by like a couple of days in the Bahamas, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very upset." But no, I guess he's been there a few times and had some like recommendations for me. The dude, he was telling me. He paid for an excursion where they would like feed the sharks, but I mm-hmm. guess they ran out of food. So they took them like to all of the sharks and they swam with like a bunch of different sharks. I could never That's do wild. that. You couldn't yeah. do that? I, swim with sharks? No, absolutely not. Mm. You never I, seen I, Jaws, Deep Blue Sea? You never seen any of that? <laughs> I would love to. I mean, nope. Yeah. Would you skydive? Yeah, 100%. Nope. Would you bungee I jump? This... Yeah, I'd do it all. I nope. 
No th- way. This past weekend. Hey, yo. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> family show. Family show. Uh, yeah, no, this past Your weekend. Your father-in-law, actually, right? Yes, my father-in-law went skydiving over the, the tallest uh, elevation or whatever, tallest height in the world, from my understanding, 18,000 feet, um, which is nuts. But yeah, I would absolutely do it. And that was the case before seeing him do it. And after seeing him do it and him talk about it. uh, Yeah, I want to do it. So you don't love your kids. I do. I I do love my kids, (laughs) of course. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm kidding, bro. I just I I am deathly afraid of heights. You will never catch me doing anything like that in a million years. Hmm. Not happening. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely like a, a a crazy side to it. Like, why would you do that? And a lot of people say like the the stereotypical thing is like, why would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane? And it's like, yep, because I want to feel something, you know, <laughs> anything. <laughs> I want to feel anything as a Magic fan. <laughs> All right, a, a few uh, a, a, another little tidbits of news. So. Um, Paolo Bancaro, and as luck would have it, I'm on a freaking boat in the middle of the Atlantic, and it gets announced that Paolo Bancaro is going to play at the crossover again. DeJounte Murray was going to be there. Uh, you know, LeBron James was going to show up. Jason Tatum. Uh, who else was there? Aaron Magic Gordon legend, was there. legend Aaron Gordon. Yeah, so I, I'm like, man, how am I going to watch this freaking game? So I paid for the Wi-Fi on the boat, and I'm I'm in my room, and it's like 18p, bro. Like it is worse <laughs> than watching the game on a potato. It was so bad. So I'm like, man, I gotta figure this out. So I'm watching on the NBA app, and you can pay. It's like 12 extra dollars a day to have like their premium Wi-Fi package. So mm-hmm. I literally purchased that. It's 10 o'clock at night. My room is pitch black, and I'm just sitting here on my phone, <laughs> like watching. Like eh, eh. you can't you can't see this unless you're on YouTube. Even but it was with moving the premium. Like, Dude, it was so bad. They it was you. so bad. It was like I was watching the game on Super Nintendo. That's what it looked like. From potato to Nintendo. Potato to Nintendo. Yeah, some say potato, some say Nintendo. Mm. It was really it was really that bad. Luckily, like midway through the second quarter, like I saw Paolo fall and all that kind of stuff. But luckily through the second quarter, if you're living underneath a rock, um, they basically shut the game down because there were so many people in this gym. It was so hot and humid in there. I think there was an issue with the air conditioning. Yeah, Guys were just sweating all over the place. There were people literally on top of the floor, on top of the court. Jamal Crawford just shut the game down before anyone got hurt. Unfortunately, it wasn't really before anyone got hurt because Chet Holmgren defended a LeBron James drive to the basket and I guess like tweaked his foot, tw- tweaked his ankle. And then today, on Wednesday, Shams comes out that there is fear that he has suffered a torn ligament in his foot. Which, of course, all the people that were afraid of his frame are like, ha, see, I told you. And I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. But it's definitely not a good look. Like, if you're on the other end of that argument, it's like, eh, this doesn't really help you. I saw, um, so, yeah, somebody was like, for those of you that are celebrating the injury, because not necessarily celebrating, but maybe feeling validated that you didn't want your team to to take Chet because of frame, and then this happens, I saw someone say it's usually happens with guys with a lot of weight on their frame. They got with these types of injuries, like it, the the you know obviously they just have like they're getting weighed down by all that weight, but Chet we know that to not be the issue. And just to clarify, you mean like the foot ligament issue? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that there's people out there that are like, you guys shouldn't celebrate an injury. And I would say that there's a very, very fine line between celebrating and feeling validated. You know what I mean? I was never a huge, like, I'm scared of Chet's frame guy. I, I never, because I was like, listen, this guy's looked at in the top three of this draft. I'm not too worried about a frame if they're not. And so I just think that uh, there is the fine line between celebrating and, and feeling validated by you not wanting him because of frame. But in the end, nobody really knows. So if you're talking like, oh, I know it's because of his frame, you have no idea what you're talking about. Um, even though it might be right, you might just be right because it's a 50-50 chance that you're right. So that's kind of my message to all the people that are being weird about the chat thing. It is unfortunate. Um, hopefully he's able to make it back. I want to see him play against Palo and was November 1st or November 3rd or something like that on TNT. First, yeah. Would I, I would be bummed, honestly, if we get robbed of a chat Palo thing. And of course, they were on the same team in the crossover, so we didn't really get to see that either. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. We really hope that Chet. I know our guys over at the Uncontested are not doing well right now, <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely hope that he's able to bounce back from that. Hopefully, it's just a thing where he's going to be out a few weeks and then you know he'll be back for like the start of training camp. That would be great. It, it kind of sucks, you know. Paolo slipped, and then Dejounte Murray like sprints over to like pick him up and is like, you know, rustling his hair, you know, like a big brother would. So it kind of seems like that beef is kind of squashed. And I, I need saw to see somebody right. tweet. I, I was just going to say, I need to see, I need to see right here and now if DeJounte followed him back on Instagram. That's a, that's a great question. But I saw somebody tweet today. Like, I don't want the, the beef to be squashed, at least not yet. And I'm still very much there. Like, I don't, I don't want the beef to be squashed. Because I just bought a, a plane ticket, booked a hotel, and bought tickets to that you know that game, the second game of the year, and I wanted to see some legitimate fire and beef and some trash talk between those guys. Maybe we'll still get to see that, but at least for now, it, it kind of seems like it's water under the bridge. What do you have for us on the uh, IG front? He has still not followed him back. Beef is so. still on, in my opinion. If you don't follow <laughs> back on social media, the beef it's, is still on. Uh huh. It was enough. It was enough. Of a of a thing for Dejounte to feel like he had to unfollow Paolo. So if it was yep. over, he follows. If him it was back. truly over, he would he would follow him back. That's exactly right. And if it was truly over, he would share that clip of them squashing things. And it, we all know he shared the first clip, did not uh-huh. share the second. So we are here artificially fabricating <laughs> and and keeping this beef on life support on the six yep. man show. Absolutely. All right, it's we've got one more well. piece. of... We've got one more piece of Orlando Magic news, and then we are going to get into the discussion around the centers. Before that, we're going to go ahead and shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons. So these are the folks, um, our highest tier of patrons that help financially support the show. Uh, We have a whole gang of folks that help financially support the show and help us do the things that we love to do. Um, but specifically one of our benefits is the hall of fame tier patrons. We shout them out on every episode. So we're going to do that now. Shout out to court cousins, Armin elite Too low, Jonathan Borges, Norm L magic player history, Wiffle, Michael Salapong, Ryan Singh, the distract Pierre, a Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Gotti 93. Thank you guys so much. If you are interested in helping financially support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. And we have three tiers of benefits that you can choose from. 
the more patrons that we get, the more benefits that we're able to bring to you guys. Right now, we are doing a monthly t-shirt giveaway. We just put up some new designs. The sixmanshow.com slash shop. You can find those new designs there. We've got an Orlando versus everybody design. We've got the when daddy design up there as well, <laughs> along with some other stuff. That's Luke's favorite, of course. So go of check course. those out. But the more patrons that we get, we want to start doing like better giveaways, like signed memorabilia, you know, a signed ball, a signed jersey, a signed photo, like every now and again. So um, the more patrons that we have, the more money coming in, obviously, to help the show, the more stuff that we can give away. So again, if you guys are interested in helping us out with that, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Luke. Mo Bamba was in the news this week, um, mm-hmm. really for about as good a reason as possible. So Mo Bamba, um, who I guess his family is from Cote d'Avoie. I guess that's how you that's the French pronunciation of the Ivory Coast, which is a country in West Africa. Um, so since April, uh, when they started construction, um, they have built two FIBA spe- uh spec basketball courts and fully rehabilitated electricity and plumbing throughout the village, which will serve over 200 children daily. You can find the images on Mo Bamba's Instagram account. The, the design of the court is just really awesome. And then you just see Mo there interacting with the community, like the local village, uh, his family. I think he brought his mother over there. Uh, you just see him interacting with everyone. Um, and he said, not just one of this was the best day of my life. Every child that I've come across today had the biggest, brightest smile. Never forget your why. This is mine. Many more to mm. come. Thank you to uh, FIBB official. I'm guessing this is the Federation of, um, I can't pronounce this, but it looks like it has to do with <laughs> Ivory Coast basketball. So, And mm. then he also uh, put on a camp today uh, on Wednesday um, for um, you know basketball players in the area. So, Regardless of what you think about Mo Bamba, uh, the basketball player, and he is a good basketball player, but the dude is legitimately a great person, and it is just awesome to see him do this when he really didn't have to. Uh, Luke, what did you think about it? Yeah, I think it's incredible. I and like he said, like and I kind of want to shed some light on even just like a story that I have that really relates to this. But he, you know, mentioned in there that, like you said you know, the the smiles of the children and it was not just one of, it was the best day. Um, It's similar in terms of like just getting to be with kids like that who are not, you know, maybe as fortunate to to have that, that type of stuff all the time. Went on a mission trip to Costa Rica years and years ago uh, when I was in high school and got to like play basketball with them and soccer and everything. And even though like in, like there was clearly a language barrier between me and these kids. Um, it didn't matter. Like you, when you are able to bond over a sport, it is such like a fun and, and awesome thing that I resonate with that. Like it's not just one of the best, but like the best days, like that's how you feel after you do that. And so I can only imagine like Mo Bamba after being the reason for all of this, like for, for the courts and for the everything throughout, you know, that area of the city, whatever it was that you said that they repaired as well. I can't imagine the the just the gratitude that Mo even had. And it's just funny that, you know, it's it's people in those areas that are often the most happy. And they're just like thankful to be there. Like I'm just like happy to be like here and alive and like doing the things that I want to do, like playing and regardless of, you know, what you've got going on in life. 
it it truly is you know one of the best things in the world to be around people like that it's infectious and i'm sure that mo was feeling that the whole time he's been there yeah it says um like yeah they rehabilitate fully rehabilitated electricity and plumbing throughout the village so not only is this going to serve over 200 children daily with the basketball yeah. courts but they're like greatly improving the quality of life uh, of the people in the village um this says Bamba also collected over 100 pairs of basketball shoes from his Orlando Magic teammates and 100 high-performance insoles from Move Insoles to donate to the Ivory Coast Basketball Development Program. Uh, procuring shoes larger than size 12, especially for high-potential taller players, remains a significant supply chain challenge in Africa. So, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, but when you root for a team... And obviously you care about the product on the floor and you care about like the results. But when you have quality, like legitimately good human beings playing for your team, working, you know, for the organization, like just it makes you a little bit more proud, you know, to root for the team. And, you know, what Mo Bamba is doing, you know, it just makes you like and you talked about like, you know, Costa Rica. It just makes you appreciate you know, where we live and like the privileges that we have, like where we live, that we don't have to worry about, you know, electricity and water, at least for the most part. I know there are people in this country that um, don't have access to that stuff. And, and you know, that needs to change. But um, how can yeah. you hate on what Mobamba is doing? You just can't. Yeah. Like, it's just incredible. Um, it's it makes bigger you wanna... than basketball. Yeah, right. And it's, it's one of those things where like you see it, you read the stories, you see the pictures and the videos and it's like, it just instantly makes you want to like help. Like right. it makes you want to find the nearest like fundraiser. I know there's a lot of things out there. There's uh, like a well, um, something essentially like a, a country that does that, like in a third world country where if you are able to raise X amount of dollars, you know, you can fund wells that like give water to families. And like, it's just that sort of thing. There's a lot of really cool opportunities out there. And that's what Mo Bamba is doing here in terms of, making it that's also infectious not just the attitude of, of the kids with the attitude of mo and seeing that and be like man where can i jump in right like who can i help um even if it's on a, a much smaller scale like that is just one of those things where gratitude is contagious so shout out to mo we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Something that um, we've just kind of talked about doing behind the scenes is just kind of digging in a little bit deeper into because I, I know a lot of these guys are involved in like different charities right. and, and different foundations. But something that we've just start, started to you know toss around between us behind the scenes is 
kind of doing a deeper dive into like what each guy on the team is involved in and kind of shedding light on that. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are interested in, in hearing, you know, more about this kind of stuff, like let us know in the YouTube comments or on Twitter, Facebook, you know, wherever you guys are listening to this. Um, if that's something that you guys would like to hear, um, we'd like to talk about it. I like to talk about this kind of stuff. It makes you feel good. It restores your faith in humanity. I know a lot of people struggle with that. And so much of what we hear is bad news. It's great to talk about people doing awesome things. So, uh, the wise words of Cole Anthony shout to Mo Bamba, uh, because that is awesome. Really proud to, to root for that dude and uh, proud that he's on our team. Luke, let's talk basketball. So we are just about four ish weeks, give or take away from media day. And then the start of training camp. And a couple weeks after that will be the start of the preseason. So like we said, at the top of the episode, we're going to start to break down the position groups of the Orlando Magic and just kind of outline what our expectations are uh, for each position group this season. And obviously, we'll talk about the individual players uh, within that player group. And we're going to start with centers. So um, looking at a basketball reference, and they have every single guy who is you know either a, a two-way or um, you know, potentially going to you know come to training camp with the Orlando Magic, um, at least the guys that are on the official roster. Uh, forgive me if I led anyone to believe it's like exhibit tens and stuff like that, because that is not uh, here on basketball reference. And let's just preface this. Do we think any of those guys has a chance to make the team anyway? Who are the exhibit 10 guys? Yeah. No. no exactly. No. So I don't feel the need to, to really cover those guys. Lakeland, yes. The Orlando Magic, no. So... Um, the group of centers, we're going to talk about centers, then we'll talk about forwards on our next episode, and then uh, two episodes from now, we'll talk about the guards. But the centers um, are listed as Bull Bull, Moritz Wagner, Mo Bamba, and Wendell Carter Jr. Um, if you can put together why I've gone over them in that order, you're probably correct. Um, but let's start with with Bull Bull, Luke. Obviously, Bull Bull uh, was traded to the Orlando Magic last year, basically at the trade deadline. Um, along with P.J. Dozier, who had a torn ACL, so he was basically waived immediately after. Um, but Bull Bull, uh, the Magic kept him the rest of the season, and they just signed him to a two-year deal. Um, but for his career, so far in three seasons, he's appeared in 53 games. He started in two games. He has averaged 6.2 minutes per game, 2.7 points, shooting 47% from the floor, 37% from the three-point line, 66% from the free throw line, adding one rebound and hasn't really averaged a full uh, counting stat in assist steals, blocks, or turnovers. So Bull Bull is like very much the unknown. Um, if we talk about his physical attributes, you know, 227, crazy long wingspan, uh, you know, can dribble, can shoot. Um, his defensive awareness has definitely been brought into question. What are your thoughts on Bull Bull? And where do you expect him to kind of fall in the center hierarchy next season? I put him last. I don't, I don't think that there's much there with Bull Bull. I think that he's like a last resort. Keep him on the roster in case there's some injury problems or, you know, in, in case you make some type of uh, whatever it might be trade. Like I said, injury, whatever it is. I think he's just there to be there. I think that he is like that. It, it's fortunate for him that he's on an NBA roster to be quite honest. Like 
he's played 50 whatever games in his career and i i just don't see it with him i don't see an iq i think he's athletic for what it's worth i think he's athletic he's got the frame i've just not seen that he can put it all together now we haven't heard anything we don't know anything at all he could be in front of mo wagner once the season starts and take mo's minutes essentially mo wagner's minutes that is from last season for all we know we just haven't heard anything we assume he's going to be good to go by game one but i'm interested to see kind of the route that he takes if he even sees the court he's a younger guy he's what 22 something like that so we'll see I don't know. What are do you have a, a strong feeling one way or the other about Ball? No, I don't have a strong feeling about him. I just think there's a reason that the Magic not only traded for him, but re-signed him to a two-year contract. And essentially it's just taking a flyer on at some point him being able to put his mix of size, athleticism, and skill together because he is skilled. Like if you just you can talk about open gym highlights and if we want to disparage those, I totally understand. But his ability to shoot and dribble the ball at his size and the way that he's able to move, you cannot teach that. You can argue whether or not the other stuff is learnable that he hasn't picked up yet to this point. And I I don't want to I don't want to dismiss the people that really get excited about Bull Bull because there are people out there. There will be people in the comments on this episode in YouTube talking about like Bobo is the truth Bobo is the guy yada 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 but it's because of that unique mix of talent and size that he has it is there now anything that you read from people that followed him in Denver and obviously he's had some injury concerns at Oregon and now in the NBA um Mike Malone can be a tough Michael excuse Michael me, Michael Malone we know that mm-hmm. he hates Mike Michael mm-hmm. Malone um by some reports can be a difficult coach to gain his trust and, and earn minutes. But apparently the issue with Bull Bull was just like between the ears, it, it was not there. Like the, and not saying he's not intelligent, but the level of basketball awareness that you have to have to play in the NBA every night, which is why whenever people make, you know, in, like stupid comments about like, you know, basketball players being dumb jocks or whatever, I'm just like, you don't understand the mental capacity that you require to play a professional sport. Like you cannot be stupid. People say the same thing about football players. Like to remember the playbook, like you have to have a very high level of football IQ to be able to do that kind of thing. So, um, but that seems to be what is missing with Bull Bull. We've talked about Mo Bamba with this, um, where he's just not always in the right spot offensively. He's not in the right spot defensively, doesn't always know what to do. And for Bull Bull, that seems like it's even more of an issue for him. Yeah. So and that he doesn't is held... have any reps. Well, I think that's the reason he hasn't gotten those reps is because right. Michael Malone, for whatever reason, just found him essentially unplayable. And that's why he has you know, averaged six points a game or six minutes a game for his career. And in three seasons, although injuries has a lot to do with it, has appeared in just 53 games. Right. So, uh, for me, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I do see the potential in Bull Bull. I just have serious doubts that that will ever come to fruition. I don't blame the Magic for taking a flyer on Bull Bull, but I do have him last as well in the rotation. I would be surprised if we saw him in the rotation on a regular basis this year. I think if you see him in the rotation, that it just means that he showed out in training camp and then the moments and 
you know, practices leading up to the games that he clearly, you know, was a, I mean, hopefully he spent a lot of his time, his downtime studying, you know, what the, the magic schemes and, and playbook, things like that, just actions that they run. Hopefully that is what he did with his downtime. Now, I don't know what he did, but I'm going to hope based on what we've heard from Sir Michael Malone, that that is the case with Bull Bull is that he has taken his time to, to learn the, just the magic organization inside and out in this time that he's had away from being on the court. That's what you would hope. That's really the one silver lining about a player being out from injury is just learning from their mistakes and learning just how everything works. We saw it with Jalen Suggs last year where he came back from injury and just looked, you know, so much better in areas that he was struggling prior. So I don't know what will happen with Bobo, but I do think if you see him on the court, it's because he showed great strides leading up to game number one for the magic. But is it bad that not bad, but is it, it, it is kind of sad to think about Mo Wagner not getting minutes. And that's exactly what would have to happen if Bull does get minutes. Now, if Bull is just incredible, then I'll, I'll get over it quickly. But if Bull is just like basically Mo Wagner without the intensity of Mo Wagner, then I'm like, uh, you know, obviously he's got more size. They're completely in terms of their game. It's different. But you know what I mean? Like he'd be stepping in, taking his minutes. And I really love watching Mo Wagner play. I think there's nothing more uh, just. I, I th- what you were wincing. I love Mo Wagner. I I don't I wouldn't go as far to say I love watching him play. Like when he's playing well, he's a lot of fun. But if he's not like on, he's very forgettable. Sure. Personally, those, I love Moritz Wagner. Right, of course. But, but that's more I'm alluding to like just his passion that you feel through the screen and at the arena. And you know, I just would be sad to lose that with because Bull Bull steps in and Mo Wagner's young too, so I I mean there's that too. Like he can grow with the team. So we've talked about Mo enough. Well, we're about to talk about we're about to talk about Mo Wagner in in a second. I just want to make one last point about Bull Bull and where we're talking about, you know, maybe he's just been like studying and figuring it out. At this level, I think that's something that you have or you don't. I don't think necessarily that's something that you can develop to a certain extent, but I think that's why a lot of us put a cap on what we think Mo Bamba is going to be, because we don't see him just picking up all of these things out of nowhere yeah. all of a sudden, you know, after, you know, what has it been four or five seasons in the NBA? We just don't mm. see that happening. And for me, it's the same thing with Bull Bull. I think you can get to this level without that stuff, you know, without just being re- like really high, Q- high IQ, um, like, you know, basketball, um, you know, the, the basketball IQ side of things, your defensive awareness, your offensive awareness, uh, picking up schemes and just learning things very quickly when you're working with an NBA team and an NBA coaching staff. Mm-hmm. But in order to be like really successful at this level, you have to have that stuff. I, I just I point to somebody that just doesn't understand where to be on the floor at all times. That is a really good basketball player. And, and you know, I'll be debunked, I guess, but I, you just don't see that happen. So for me, bull bull pretty comfortably fourth, um, barring injury, I really don't see him, you know, breaking the lineup on a, on a regular basis this year. So next up, let's go ahead and, and, and talk about our boy Moritz Wagner. So last season with the Orlando magic, he played 63 games, uh, 15.2 minutes per game, nine points a game shot 49% from the floor, 32% from the three point line, 80% from the free throw line. 
3.7 rebounds, 1.4 assists, and almost one turnover. Again, that was in 15 minutes. So my thoughts with Moritz Wagner um, have just always been that he is undersized as a five, but he's not quite quick enough to keep up with a lot of fours in the league. He's just this weird tweener when it comes to bigs. And although he brings a certain level of moxie and just you know outright gall on this Orlando Magic team and uh, a little bit of that edge, you know the the chip on the shoulder, um, he has his, his shortcomings just due to his lack of athleticism and his lack of size. You know, like ten years ago, he's a he's a great four or five. Nowadays, he just kind of is this strange fit at times, uh, and because. Last year, he was mainly playing the backup five with Wendell and Mo Bamba starting together. I think we're going to see a large cut of Mo's minutes, um, Mo Wagner, that is. I wouldn't be surprised if he's just out of the rotation for large chunks next year and is coming in and playing spot minutes, like if someone gets hurt or you know if somebody gets in foul trouble. like He's a guy that you can just kind of plug right in. I don't really think you have to worry about keeping him in a rhythm, but because of that, I just don't see him, you know, really playing regularly in the rotation again, barring injury, foul trouble, something like that, or a yeah. trade, right? Because it's also like if Mo's not playing the five, he's playing the four. But now at the four, that spot's good to go, bro. <laughs> like that spot, yeah. that spot's locked down. Um, so yeah, I, I think regardless. If J- we- okay, now let's say if Jonathan Isaac does not come back, and we'll talk about forwards on the next episode. If Jonathan Isaac does not come back night one, I could see Mo playing like backup four minutes early in the season. Right. Yeah. But then you kind of look at as well and in general at the Magic roster and how many of the dudes on the roster are already Moritz's size as far as height goes. You've got J.I., you've got Paolo, you've got Franz. Like if you're really in a pinch also for like just people to play minutes at the five. And and you're looking at like Moritz or somebody else, like as far as those guys that I named, you just slide those guys to the five. Like you've just got a little bit more versatility when it comes to big men now. And now that Mo, since Mo Wagner is only six ten, you know you can, like I said, you can just move those guys to the five too. So I think Moritz is end up gonna end up getting a little screwed out of playtime for sure. I just hope that they keep him on the roster. I think he's a good voice. And I think that in a pinch, if you need it, uh, I, I like having him on the roster. At what point, and people are going to get mad at us for us. Kevin is real producer. Kevin is really not going to like this. He hates when we do stuff like this. At what point do you think the magic have to weigh like keeping Mo on the roster so long that he's always been there with Franz to where you have to keep him versus going like, all right, We've almost had him too long where we can't get rid of him and we need to cut him. Mm. At what point do we get to that? Is it after this season? Because now it'll be you know two seasons together. I think he's only guaranteed this season, Moritz Wagner, and then he's a free agent. Do you re-sign Moritz Wagner to keep Franz Wagner happy? But then is it like throughout Franz's entire rookie deal and then you sign him to an extension and then you move on from Moritz Wagner? Because <laughs> like, like we're saying, with the current roster construction he's probably not in the rotation so at what point do you think the magic almost kind of like we're either keeping mo and franz together forever 
or you know we're we're moving on from Mo. Listen, all I'm saying is that a good locker room guy and keeping the peace goes along. Keep Franz happy as long as possible, baby. Bro, we see Udonis Haslam just collecting paychecks in Miami. Like what at what cost? Like you like do you value it that much? Like do you value Morris Wagner that much and and what he is for like Franz? I mean honestly, forget Franz at this point. Like what he is as far as like as a voice for the team and just like his attitude and his grit and all those things. I think it just it it does come down to what did the Magic value? And we're going to find out especially coming to the end of this offseason that, you know, what what's going on? What do the Magic really think about Moritz Wagner and his value to the team? I don't think it's this deep, but I also don't know because it is tricky. You are dealing with siblings. I mean, all I'm saying is that if Moritz goes and Franz's numbers take a dip, uh, I'm I'm going at the front office. Who, who are we cutting? Yeah. Who are we cutting to bring back Moritz Wagner at that exactly. point? Yeah, bull, bull. Hey, See you, bud. Think there's, do you think? I mean, that wouldn't break either of our hearts. Again, <laughs> hateful YouTube comments down below, folks. So you guys heard it here first. Udonis Haslam is the Miami Heat's version of Moritz Wagner. So mm. like Moritz is just going to be here for twenty years, retire his jersey. I cannot believe that it. That's came fine. Down if he's not a, taking up PT. A free agency decision with Udonis Haslam, like as if you were going to go anywhere, as if any other team would even <laughs> sign you. Yeah, like let's let's be for you either real. retire like, or come back. We know that. Yeah, like Mickey Harrison was like, yeah, sure, you de- like you <laughs> you tell me you know as soon as you decide what you're gonna do, you know you just you have you just so many offers we'll, on the we'll table. Yeah, opportunities are endless for you, UT. What do you want to do, yeah. young buck? Hey, did you see did you see the video of uh, Dwayne Wade and his uh, shenanigans uh, this uh, this past weekend? Him and his wife on a boat. Mm-mm. You didn't see it. I don't, don't think you, so. Don't even bother going to see it. All right, but uh, you know, heat culture, whatever uh, you know that is about. <laughs> Dwayne Wade, weird, weird fella. Anyways, was it his wife or Jimmy Butler? Bro, <laughs> let's. That is a discussion for another time. I'm almost positive it was Gabrielle Union because we know Twitter would have burnt to the ground <laughs> if it was any other person besides Gabrielle Union. We know how much people love Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly care for Dwayne Wade because he's played for the Miami Heat, but it is what it is. Let's move on from Moritz Wagner, and we're going to talk about the other Mo, Mo Bamba. If you haven't put two and two together, Wendell Carter is number one on our list. Um, we've already talked a ton good things about Mo Bamba, but let's talk for a few more minutes about Mo. Luke, what are your thoughts on uh, Mo's role this coming season? Yeah, listen. First of all, just because Mo does great things off the court does not mean he's oh, immune here we go. to criticism. <laughs> but all that aside, I don't, I don't, re- honestly, at this point in time, I don't have a ton of negative about Mo Bamba solely because he basically, by signing that deal with the Magic, acknowledges that he's, it's a, it's a backup number deal. Like it, it shows us that he understands. That Dell right now is the front man. I'm sure they said, you know, well, Wendell is the daddy. Wendell is the daddy. He is everybody's daddy. And that's how it's going to be for a very long time. But shout out to Ron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying is that I, I really am thinking good things about Mo Bamba because he 
came back on a deal that didn't break the bank by any means. Um, and so just a, a good spot to be in, honestly. You could do a lot worse with center backup centers around the league. And I I didn't think that the Magic were going to get him back on this type of deal. It was very surprising. I thought some team was going to definitely overpay. And it just didn't happen. Or Mo is really that bought in. Same thing, obviously, we've talked about. Like Gary Harris came back as well. The Magic might have slightly overpaid for Gary, but worth it. They wanted to be a part of this team. So I think it speaks volumes that Mo's back in general. And it really puts all things out the window about how is he going to feel about being second fiddle, really, like officially, now that he's not going to probably be playing too much four. I mean, granted, you could probably throw him out there. And I think that does provide you some versatility there because it proved that it was not an awful thing. But we will see. Mo Bamba is definitely a backup center. And as a result, I, I really don't have any type of complaint, honestly. Yeah, so what Luke is referring to, the contract that Mo just signed, two-year, $20,600,000 deal. So $10,300,000 per year. Only the first year is guaranteed. Um, essentially, they could just waive him you know, after this season yeah. and open up $10 million in cap space. So looking at Mo Bamba stats uh, from last year, so played 71 games, most of you know any center on the roster there. I think that's was pretty close to a team high. I think that might have been the team high, uh, 71 games for Mo Bamba. No, but in Franz 25 minutes per game, team high. you're right. You you like are right. That, what was that? 78. Yes, thank you for correcting yeah. me. But yeah, mm-hmm. but definitely out of the center group, Mo Bamba you know, led yes. the pack there, 71 games. Um, 10.6 points per game, shot 48% from the floor, 38% from the three-point line on four attempts per game. That is nothing to sneeze at. 78% from the free throw line, added 8.1 rebounds, one assist, one turnover, and 1.7 blocks per game. So definitely, um, I don't think he gets 25 minutes per game this season. My guess would be like around 20 to 22, you know, in the backup center role. Uh, We still may see some minutes with Mo and Wendell together. We know that they can play on the floor together. So I don't want to like totally rule that out, but it definitely won't be as regular as it was this previous season. But not only did the signing show to me that show me that Mo Bamba uh, is willing to accept that kind of backup center role. It just shows me that he wants to be here in general. And we saw the same thing yep. out of Gary Harris, although the money was probably enticing. Definitely could have got Gary Harris. Definitely could have got more than one year guaranteed, is which is essentially what he got in his deal. So again, it just shows again that we have a good thing here. We are headed in the right direction. People want to be here and everything is just going to be just fine for us. Life is going to be swell. The team is going to be good. Eventually we're going to win a championship before we die. Can we just acknowledge that the group of the, of, of three really Moritz, Mo and Wendell just appreciate as magic fans and the injury stuff that we've had to deal with, that they all played over 60 games last year. Amazing. Truly. They all played over 60 Nice to see. I'm glad that one group, a position group, is you know able to stay healthy. So just want to throw that out there. I didn't put that together until just now that they all stayed very relatively healthy. And Franz played 79 games, not 78 games. My mistake. Chuma coming in third, 70 games. You know, after starting the season with like that bruised hip or whatever it was. Yeah. So we'll talk more about Chuma Okiki next week, obviously, and we'll definitely talk a lot about Franz next. 
uh, next episode. But yeah, Mo sitting there pretty comfortably at number two. And then our guy, our starting center, potentially could be an all-star someday. I'm going to say that. I think we both agree with that. We both believe that. Wendell Carter Jr. I'm just going to run through the stats here and then I'll pass it to you, Luke. Uh, 62 games last year. Uh, I, we think you know he was probably held out towards the end of the season because the Magic were actively trying to lose games. Yep. Um, but essentially 30 minutes per game, 15 points, almost 11 rebounds, 2.8 assists, uh, half a steal basically, almost three quarters of a block a game. Shot 52% from the floor, 32% from the three-point line after he started the year really, really hot from behind the arc. And then 69, nice, nice. 69.1% from the free throw line, Luke Wendell Carter Jr. Wendaddy. He's just just a stud, 15 and 10. They rode him off in Chicago, but he's here, baby. The starting center of the Magic, like you said, could be an all-star in the future. So we will see. But honestly, the more like hot topic debate type section of this whole show really came with like Bull Bull and Moritz Wagner. At this point, we all know Wendell Carter Jr. is the starting center for the Magic. He is going to continue to be, um, you know, obviously we just hope he continues to just replicate like these seasons where he's playing those 60 plus games, as you alluded to. Wouldn't shock me if he plays 70 plus games this past year, if it's not for trying to lose games. Uh, very impressive from him to just keep at that volume of games to you know, to be a 15 and 10 guy. Incredible. I mean, he he's, he's just, you know, his block numbers aren't going to wow you, but as we've said many times, Jonathan, it's not necessarily like rim protection, right? Or it is rim protection, right? Not just like shot blocking. It doesn't show up. But people are scared to people go. People see paint. him and they're like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm go not even going to give him right the now. opportunity to to block my shot." And that's what else do you want out of a center when it comes to in the paint? He's just a stud, man. He's a stud. I'm sure everybody's like, "Wow, Luke, this is really deep analysis." To which I say, "It doesn't matter. This man is amazing." What else do you want me to say? You're listening to Magic content right now. I don't have to convince you that that how incredible he was for the Magic this past season comparatively to what you thought he was going to be, especially after he signed that contract where it was just like a steal of a contract. Incredible. Which, like, the extension, like, doesn't even kick in until this season. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you just got Wendell on a on a heck of a deal. And, so, and not only is it, like, the rim deterrence, which is, you know, a, a form of rim protection, but... It's the post defense. Like we saw him just make guys like Jokic and Embiid not look silly, but like really give those below, guys below their normal averages. Yeah, certainly. So, but yeah, we're we're everyone is in agreement on this. Wendell Carter is the starting center for the Orlando Magic this upcoming season. I'm just interested to see what his numbers look like because you could tell me like they go up a little bit. You could tell me they go down a little bit. I would totally understand that. Not because he's not a good player, but. You're going to have Markel Fultz, year two of Franz Wagner. You're going to have Paolo Bancaro in that starting lineup, we hope. And I could see Wendell just getting like easier looks and the scoring going up a little bit. Or I could just see him maybe not getting the ball as much and the scoring drop a little bit. But the good thing that we know that we don't have to worry about with Wendell is we know what we are going to get every single night out of him, which is going to be solid production, good defense. He's not going to be a ball stopper. Um, and I, I've already talked about this. I think the magic potentially, 
potentially have the potential nice to be one of like the best passing lineups in the entire league if you're starting Markel, Jalen, Franz, Paolo, and Wendell. Like it's just a ridiculous amount of unselfish players and and playmaking and just a lot of good things are coming Orlando's way and we're really excited about that. But I think Luke that is going to conclude our conversation around centers, unless you have anything else that you want to add. The only thing I was going to say is going to ask you how many all-star appearances does Wendell have and do they come via substitution essentially, or are they all fair all-star appearances or just one? I mean, I, I just want to know since you threw out the all-star word, do you have a gut think... react, like a gut feeling? You got to wait for guys like Joel to simmer down a little bit. Like we've got a few years, but Wendell's young, so we can get there. Well, in recent years, we've seen guys like Vooch and like Julius Randle, you know, make the mm-hmm. all-star team you know, in the, the Eastern Conference. I think for Wendell, it would have to be one of those scenarios where he's just like a really good contributing piece and the Magic are really good. I don't think we're going to see the kind of scenario where the Magic were just kind of ho-hum and, you know, Vooch is putting up 20 and 10 every right. night you know, shooting almost 40% from the three-point line. I don't think we're going to see that kind of season out of Wendell. I think he's capable of that, but I just think the Magic are are too good. You know, I, yeah. I think if you if you polled most Magic fans who you would rather have right now, I think most people would say Wendell. Um, but I, I still think that's – people are, are crapping on Vooch because he did not have a great year last year in Chicago. Um, but Vooch is still a, a heck of a player at least – at least that's what I think, and I'll always love that guy. But I think that's going to do it for us for our conversation um, you know, with the centers. Unless, do you have a feeling one way or another with the uh, the All Star appearances with Wendell? No, I wouldn't be shocked at any outcome. I wouldn't be shocked if he just yeah. continues to be this fifteen and ten guy, and that's it, which is fine with me. Uh, or does he take a leap and become a real team leader in terms of that respect? I think he already is a team leader. Um, yeah. But- yeah, I, I won't be shocked. I'm not going to put, you know, I'm not going to say that he's going to win multiple all-stars or anything, or I, I would be happy if he wins one before his career's over, honestly. And uh, and just that Which we got a long way to go, baby. We got a long way to go. Long haul. All right. So next episode, um, we may or may not have a guest. We're working on that. Um, but we're also going to work in, you know, our conversation around, you know, what the forward um, you know, position group is going to look like. We're talking about guys like Jonathan Isaac and Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Chuma Okiki, and I'm probably you know leaving some guys out there, but really excited to talk about those group of guys on the next episode. Um, I don't think we've got anything else. Um, oh. Be on the lookout uh, October 14th, which is a Friday. The Magic are taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers at home. It is their final preseason game. Uh, we are putting the finishing touches on getting a link um, so people can buy tickets to sit with us at that final preseason game. We're trying to get as many people as we can um, just to like fill the Amway before the regular season starts. So be on the lookout for that. And then, of course, you know we're going to be doing events around the start of the season, watch parties, do some kind of pregame thing before the home opener. Uh, that is going to be what is that October twenty second that Saturday? Yes, the Magic will take the Cel- take on the Celtics at home. So be on the lookout for all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, this has been a great off season for us. Thankfully, we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Just been a a, a great off season for the show, 
for the Orlando Magic. We're really excited for next season. Uh, Luke, anything else that you want to add before we wrap it up here? Um, go Magic, baby. Go Breaking centers. news. Breaking news. Taco Fall has signed a league in the Chinese Basketball Association. Wow. I know our Orlando UCF people will find that interesting. Luck, bud. Yeah. Anyways, for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!